One, two, three. Hi there. Hi all of you. How are you doing? I agree to and thank you for coming to this podcast. Today's podcast is called What is Next? There's a lot of mystery involved right now. And I would be just going to go ahead and tell you what I've been reading. The news. Sometimes I feel like that's the insanity line. Or like I like I called, I've made a word up, folks. Listen, not insanity line. Let me take it back. The word I made up is ins- insanity psychotic bopedia. If that's a damn word, it's insane. The whole everything, sometimes I feel like it's insane. So let me inform you. Uh, well, it looks like in Jersey, unemployment at the end of the month, uh, much to my dismay, much to many New Jerseyans. Hi, New Jersey. I'm back. I have went out to town and I'm back to, to the state that I have such a love and devotion and loyalty to because y'all have love and devotion and support to people like me. So this is a great thank you, Jersey. Uh, also, let me go ahead and continue. I was reading that at the end of July, we are in July, folks. We are, we are in the smack of the middle of it, right? What's today's date? Today's date. I don't even know. I think it's the 14th. So yeah, this is the definitely the smack of dead in the middle of the smack of um, July. So, what are we to do? Is the question. What are we expecting? What do we really want? Well, I can tell you as a person who has been finding different ways to make money. Like, oh, by the way, today, I am literally, literally, I would say, at 4.01. Today, I made 4.01 sales. How did I do that? 401. Well, it's consistency. I got all this extra amount of time, so I'm learning how to actually manage my time and treat my time like a business. Business treat time like this. My time is money, my money is time. So I have to have that motto. Let's try not to waste it. So let's get back on the unemployment. A lot of us are surviving, including yours truly, are surviving off of unemployment. And yes, I have multiple ways of making money. But I'm just wondering what is next. Um, I work with the school folks. I am a lunch lady for Jenny's Elementary. Big shout out to Jenny's Elementary. I miss the students so bad. But I'm wondering, parents, how do y'all feel about taking your kids back to school? I'm the lunch lady in Jenny's Elementary in Hatton Township. And I've been hearing different um, solutions to the problem. The problem of we're in phase two. So I'm 
thinking we're going back to we're going to go to phase three. Oh, Jersey, we're doing pretty good. Damn good, you ask me. And we should be proud of us washing our hands, sanitizing everything we touch, countertops. I mean, everything, everywhere we sit, and we've been keeping our distance. So, Jersey. This is a great shout out to all of you. And for those of y'all who are not in Jersey, who are doing what you're supposed to do, so forth is social distancing, washing your hands on a consistent level. Let's not forget to do this because this is important. And the masks, there's such a variety of masks. There's some people that's made businesses off of this, have made profit off of making these masks is essential to be in today's society. I never thought ever that I would be saying this to you. I never thought wearing masks was essential to function in society. Try to go out of a store without a mask, you won't get service. And that's going across the United States. And how come the numbers are still increasing? I think this problem is bigger than what we guesstimated. We've lost a lot of lives, folks. So what are we to do next? So I heard about the whole solution of only 25% capacity of students can be on the bus. What? All these working hard New Jerseyans, not just in New Jersey, hi parents out there. Y'all are some hard workers out there. Y'all need help. Y'all have been sacrificing for the sake and I know it's all about the safety and the well-being of your kids. I get that. But when I was a child, once upon a time, just like when y'all was a child, I don't know if your parents said this to you, but I'm going to tell you what my parents said. Yes, I'm growing up in a very dysfunctional lifestyle, but my mother would say this. She paid the cost to be the boss. Okay, that's a line from James Brown for those who don't know it. She pays the cost to be the boss. And she would say, your job as a kid up under my roof is to go to school. My job is to go to work. She didn't say that part, but a part of me figured that out, being that she was always working. Now, if we're going to send these kids back to school, and I like to think y'all do want to do this, then I don't know who makes the laws and legislators for Jersey, but there's some hardworking, dedicated, devoted parents here. And some hardworking, not only dedicated, but just loyal, loyal people that I just, I can't help but admire them, you know? And they're very encouraging. Let me give you a small example. Today, in me making myself for 401, pieces of my art that I sold. I have to figure out how to sell my video. I got video, folks. Hey. And I am doing a new theme for my uh, bookmarks that I'm selling for $2 each. And it's called Hidden Treasures. You'll have to see it physically yourself. Or you can see it on my postings and see what I'm making reference to. So... And I'm also doing stickers as well. Let me get off of that. I'm just talking. I have to take a, a pause about my work. The stickers, I'm going to sell them for 5 for $2. I think that's appropriate. 2, 6, 9, 10. Yeah, that's definitely appropriate. Now, it'll be 250 250 
But if you know me personally, and if you're a New Jerseyan and you're local, I sell it for $2.25. I gotta pay tax, y'all. So I'm looking at that restaurant on it. But let me continue. I had an advertisement work. But let me talk to you folks about what is next. So it looks like, well, at the end of July, people are going to be refiling for unemployment. If we haven't exactly made our mind up about taking the kids to school, these parents need the help of bus drivers to actually drive their kids to school. But how are you going to do that with social distancing involved? That sounds in my mind, almost impossible. So they said something like 25%. I think that's kind of nuts, personally, because it's more than 25% of the, the population that goes, that depends upon the school bus to take them to school. And then these parents have to work. They have to work. A lot of these essential workers are essential. They have to essentially work outside of their home. Some of y'all have jobs inside your homes, and I think that's grand and then me who's on unemployment don't know if I'll qualify again for unemployment I have read 13 weeks it ain't been 13 weeks yet at least according to me I'm gonna look back it hasn't been 13 weeks and I'm still getting a, a certain amount but I'm gonna see at the end of this month what it's gonna drop oh let me talk about an, another event not that I'm doing um, another um corporation is doing I don't know if it's called corporation it's called the Ritz theater it's on fourth fourth and the White Horse Pike well look up the Ritz theater on the White Horse Pike in um, Oakland New Jersey they're not having places yet okay gotta do everything step by step they're doing a garage sale this is going to be on August the 1st between the hours of 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. A garage sale, Ritz Theater. I would like to see the community again. I miss y'all. I do. And I know we're supposed to have our, you know, mask on. And I would like to support the Ritz Theater because they supported Tamika. They supported me and my arts. How did they do that? Well, they took me seriously. Before I actually um, did an art gallery show, by the way, I did an art gallery show last year and it turned out pretty phenomenal. It was um, the Wiz, for those who ain't seen The Wiz, um, the original one was in the 70s, with, um, I think that was either 70s or very early 80s, I think it's the 70s, the late 70s, um, with Michael Jackson as the Scarecrow, Diana Ross as, um, Dorothy, I can't think of everybody else, let's talk about some really big, giant names that was in The Wiz, and I think it was produced by Barry Gordy, and being that I'm original from the Motor City, Detroit 313, <laughs> raised in Moore and went to high school there at Denby Preparatory Technical High School of Six Mile and Kelly Road. For those who are in 313, 1998, that was my, yeah, I'm that old. I'm just going, damn, really? Yeah, I'm that old. So, long story short, that's where I am from. So Motown is it's a franchise, absolutely. Um, so The Wiz is basically a 
a fun version of The Wizard of Oz. I would say more of a soulful, let's just say urban, but black. And it was all star cast, by the way, the Wiz that that y'all seen, if y'all seen the the Wiz, produced by Barry Gordy. And also um, the Wiz that I actually have my art gallery show. I, see, what they did, they took me serious, like I said before. It took me seriously how? You know what? I want those kid like mentality like don't tell me I can't do something therefore I will do it see when I'm really determined about something I hear negative people you're going to hear opposition by the way I think that's one of the clarifications that you're about to break through beyond what other people think you can do hell you about to break through beyond when you really believe in something you hear the negative crap but let me give you a little advice don't listen to allow it to have power over you. Because if you do that, who's winning? It ain't you. Who's in control? It ain't you. Who's not living a life to their full potential? It ain't you. When you listen to these, these sour puss, negative, weak little people who just really want power over you because they're messed up. It's called deflecting. And you know what? Even if they don't believe in you, guess what? They did you a favor. Like, okay, don't support me. And then let me tell you something. If you learn how to use your faith walk in life, you can do things effectively in power. Now, I'm not sitting here making a um, need to know Jesus for yourself as Lord and Savior call. Even though I would suggest that, because I can tell you what helped me. I ain't going to sit here and tell you, oh, Jesus spoke to me, and that's why I got it. No, I'm going to tell you what I did. The power of prayer. I'm going to say this again. The power of prayer will put you in the positions that people are still lost and confused and don't understand. The power of prayer will put you in a sense of authority, dominion where you belong. Tell you what happened. I remember moving here at the Parkview Apartments of Collingswood. And I was really excited because not only did I get a place, but I got a place like if you're driving 10 minutes, 10 minutes from my job. If you're walking 20, 30 minutes. If you're a fast walker, it's 20 something minutes. If you're like me, you're at 30 minutes. So and sometimes I was at 25. It all depends on what day and how my body was feeling. So let me continue. So how did I get this? I'm going to just tell you a small short story. I promise I'll make it short. Um, I walked past the Fitz Theater on the way to work. And I would walk and I would peep and look inside. I wouldn't even walk inside. I didn't even know it was an actual gallery with art on the inside of there. Someone asked me, did you even know there was an art gallery display here? I said, no. <laughs> that show you how if you're really in tune with what you're, what you're anointed and appointed to do, God will make ways that don't make any sense to people. My logical mind still fathoms like, how did that happen? But my faith says, you know how. You trust in me. This, this is my faith in Jesus Christ. So this is what I did. I walked past and I would peek my head in the... It's like a triple doors up front. 
let's see, one, two, maybe, let's see, one, two, I think it's like four doors. But let me continue. I'll peek my head and I will look and I will see the wrist theater and see what y'all didn't know prior to that. I was being told and lied to by, I'm not going to say this person's name, a professional person who tried to tell me I couldn't do something in the theater. That was my fire, folks. Now that may sound a little weird to you. That rejection pushed me over here, by the way. It pushed me to the wrist theater. It made me search and then also, okay, I'm gonna mention the name. It's called Rutgers University. They actually said that they wanted me to do another art project back in 2017. For those who know my work, I did an 11 piece project for, excuse me, I'm sorry, just having some dinner. It was really good. Anyway, I did an 11 piece project for their lobby space. I did a left piece project of Camden, New Jersey's historical landmarks. You don't have to believe what I'm saying. Why don't you check me out? Oh yeah, I'm online by the way. If you look it up for yourself, you'll see I'm not lying. If you want to actually do your research and just in case you're interested in something like that. Some people prefer black and white pieces. And these were specifically poster sides, historical pieces that I did is on their walls, mounted on their walls today. How do I know? Well, if you go on the Rutgers Housing Department of Camden, New Jersey, you can look it up for yourself. They actually take you to where they have all these photos of their new so-called new lobby space. It was opened up in 2017. I can tell you what's on those walls. There's literally poster size black and white pictures. These are historical landmarks that are throughout Camden, New Jersey. I took pictures of that. That's my work. They own that. They don't own the copyright now, but they own that. And they paid me $500 for it. So, they actually said to me that they wanted me to do another project for them. So I'm so excited. Thing that was gonna happen, I found out later, that they were so unprofessional and there were different people who were in charge of that. They didn't have their eyes and their T's crossed to get me. And I actually had students who attend that college who seen how they did not meet up with me like they were supposed to. And they didn't even show up after I made an actual appointment with them. And then when push came to shove, I called them to ask what happened and they had somebody completely different to talk to me to basically shoo me away. And I think that's horrible because it's not that I'm not a professional person. It's, it was the way they treated me that was just nasty and unprofessional. And I actually had co college graduates for only behalf of records apologize for their quite professional behavior. And one of the students actually who apologized said to me, apologize on behalf of Rutgers said, if I was you, I won't even deal with them. They're too unprofessional. This is Rutgers University. And in, in that same school, by the way, this is the same place that let, permitted me the opportunity to do uh, historical landmarks, by the way, for those who live in Camden, New Jersey, or just Jersey or the tri-state area who wants to come visit. If you are a student, now I don't know how that works now because of COVID-19, but let me get back to what I'm making reference to it. You're welcome to come if you are a student, you have an, you're an alumni, 
you know, and you have an ID, don't know if you or if you're allowed on the campus right now, but you are welcome to go in there and it's completely free. And they have um, not only my pieces on their wall, they have um, pool tables, TVs, video games, just a fun atmosphere for college students. So when this COVID-19, I like, a part of me want to say the word stuff, but you know, I think I underestimated this COVID-19 thing. I'm trying to get tested for it. And tomorrow I'm getting up super early and I'm going ahead because today when I went there, me, Project Hope, they, Project Hope turned me away. So I just spend all this money on cab fare to get there and to get back. Not happy about it. And I gotta do it again tomorrow. But it's gonna be success tomorrow. Just hurry up and test me. <laughs> That's the part of me wanna say that, but you know. Sometimes I feel like I don't call the shots. I'm really trying to figure out how to go about this the right way. So let me get off of me and COVID-19 and getting tested. But if y'all haven't got tested, look, I feel like if you find out, the earlier you find out, the better you are off, right? So if that's not implemented to go ahead to take care of you, go ahead and find out the testing spots. And there are a lot of them. It's a lot of people. So get there as early as you can. Don't do like I did. So testing started at 10. I got there at 11. So for whatever reason, it was not efficient enough time for me to get my space to um, get tested. So please get tested. But let me get off of... Let's stop making COVID-19 the only thing we can test it for. There's a lot of cancer, terminal diseases that needs to be addressed. Please don't let COVID-19 invade you to a point to where you're not focusing on other things, potential other things that are going on within your life, within your family's life, within within your health anything that that sabotages your health sabotages your whole way of being so please make it not all about COVID-19 but please be aware and go ahead and um get tested as soon as possible it's one less thing you have to be concerned about but let's not forget about the other things to be concerned about when it come down to COVID-19 come down to just staying healthy and overall so for those who think COVID-19 is some type of government, um, some type of false infectious disease, I don't know where y'all coming from on that because I went to the site today and they were testing right there on the spot. It was full of families with an S. And I've never seen that parking lot so damn full. And um, it was kind of scary. It's like, the world is in a big hurry to get tested, but there's other things going on. So let's not get distracted about the other things, the more possibilities, because a lot of y'all ain't got COVID-19 just yet. Y'all keep on practicing the safe distancing and you know, your variety of different masks. So let's get back to what to do. Now, I made all those announcements, talk about this and that and the other, but this us not having our unemployment at the end of the month um scary scary 13 weeks i believe is the cutoff date 
for me and I didn't get this okay now I ain't gonna tell y'all how much I get but I will say <sighs> I don't know what to do I know how to sell my work I know how to do that I know how to travel I achieved that but the but is what are we to do next it's really a mystery because are we to freak out are we to do bizarre things to survive see look I'm gonna tell you something real quick one of the great things about hard times it taught me to appreciate some things yeah appreciate the life that we've been given appreciate what you think is difficult and you've had harder times than this <laughs> like I go back to the homeless bid the whole being homeless shuffle I call it the homeless shuffle and it's not a shuffle you want to do it's a physically mentally painful situation hurtful situation you start believing the lies of your own sick mind. You know, what I've discovered, there is such a category of different homeless people. And I fell up under domestic violence, underly employed, and not taking care of my well-being all in one. That's something that is common among other homeless people as well. But there's other subject matters out there that require some people to be homeless. I don't know everyone, but all I can do is do the best I can to take care of myself and balance that out with figuring out who I can help and, you know, accepting what I cannot help, you know? So I talk about homeless bit in the sense of the homeless shuffle, the homeless bit, because that was hard way of living. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to say this person's name, but I recently had a person who I know who's a friend. I consider him a friend. Yeah. I know him from Vegas. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to y'all and try not to be so emotional, but that's a part of who I am. Um, looked really badly. You know, look, he was really badly beaten up. I hope the best for him. He's still in Las Vegas. I believe he's still homeless, but... There's help out there, folks. I just want to, you know, bring that to y'all attention. There's, there's help out there for whatever situation you're going through. And sometimes it don't feel like that. Sometimes it feel like it's just you or it's just your family member or it's just someone who you care about. And that whole isolation thing. It's not when you get too much into your mind to where you believe your own insanity. It doesn't help you or anybody else for that matter. So... What are we to do next? So, where I have to be is try to find some joy involved in my time. I don't know when we're going to go back to work. I think we're going back to work for those who work for the school in September. So, August is going to be the month, according to my understanding, that our unemployment is being cut off. And I guess we got to get back to work. But I had read something in Florida about the, who, some of these politicians 
See, people just let people just talk when you're in a present of you're in a position of power. You know, I heard Michelle Obama say something. She says that being a political figure, she says how it sheds a light on your real character. She's 100% correct about that. And that goes for all politicians, all people, how it literally put a light on your own character. I heard this governor of Florida, don't know his name. Don't sound too sound-minded. For him to say this comment about kids, I almost couldn't believe it. He said, it should be every kid's goal to work at Walmart. Hold on. He said, let's get them to work at Walmart. Do you know how that sounds? You're okaying children labor? There's That's completely illegal. Like, that's the part we said. Maybe he didn't meant that, but it should have came out of his mouth like that. Because the only thing the press do is take it and throw it into the press and us general public panic. I don't know the whole phrase of what this man said, but I don't agree with that. Said it, they need to learn inventory, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but you don't say they should work as a kid. That should be their job to work at Walmart. Me, Tamika, who has worked at Walmart, knows that's a hard labor job. I don't know what everyone else's position in the sense of, do you think kids should be working? What do you think? Now, I can understand if he meant like teenagers or if he meant if he actually said that, and maybe he said that. I want to believe he said or meant to say that. But to say kids, when we hear the word kids, we think toddler to about, what, 12, right? No, that shouldn't be a goal. And the bar shouldn't be so damn low. I'm not a parent, but I like to think if you have kids, you want them to do more than work at Walmart. Because... Okay, Walmart is counted as an essential workers, right? So I hear them, but I don't hear them. Maybe you should say you a dust out there. You need to find you a job if they're going like Jersey is basically getting cut off unemployment really soon. Next coming two weeks, like some of us getting cut off, a lot of us getting cut off of assistance. So, um, the point I'm making in all that is just a scary thought, but what are we to do? You know, without this support, a lot of people are going to suffer for not having this type of support. And I really wish I was telling y'all some good news about what's going on with COVID-19, because I believe there is good news. A lot of recovery cases, a lot of recovery cases. I need to look up that, the recovery cases, and present that to y'all. See, I talked about the governor in Florida staying, saying something so well off. If you okay child labor, then you okay human trafficking. See, this is why I feel like some of our political figures need to be coached before they open their damn mouth. Because there's such a response, there's such a weight there on your shoulders. They need to be coached by people who are trustworthy, who will guide them in the right direction. That sounded like that was not a damn coach. That sounded like it came straight out his mouth without even thinking. I'm just gonna blurt some shit out out my mouth 
and tell and go into the details of why I believe kids should learn how to work at Walmart. Well, I don't know where he would come up with these ideas. Well, it's completely illegal for kids to work. And then Walmart is a shitty company to work for. I'm gonna be straight with you. This is three years of working at Walmart. This is not a month working. I put in three years to Walmart, okay? So I would know. Talk to a person that's been there for 19 years. They really know, okay? And then they are overwhelmed with a lot of work and little hours, a little pain. Now that that is not a problem anymore, they're getting too much work and too many hours. Um, they're essential workers now. So I'm hearing the positive part of the Florida's governor, but at the same time, I'm hearing very low standards. You know, if I'm gonna present a job position for a kid, it's gonna be a job position that when they're not kids or teenagers, that's it. And I wonder how the cases are going. Like with Amazon, I keep hearing about people testing positive for COVID-19. Why am I keep hearing it? And this is not like it's something that's made up. I actually have people who are close to me, not gonna say their name, they're very close to me, that actually told me that's the reason why they stopped working there because people kept carrying up positive for that particular infectious disease. And I'm going, what are we doing wrong? What are we supposed to do? I know we're told this, that, and the other. Oh, I also want to say this. Big shout out to the governor in Nevada. Why? A lot of political figures. This is the thing that they do and they don't understand how we get upset and irritated. Let me help you out. Kids learn by example, not by what you tell them. So if you tell us the people wear a mask, if you tell us social distancing, if you tell us do this, that, and the other, but you yourself don't do it, we don't even hear you. We hear you, but we don't hear you. If you're an elected official, yes, you should wear the mask. I see the mayor, not mayor, the governor of Las Vegas, Nevada, do that. I give him a big shout out because a lot of, see, we look up to our political figures as much as we criticize them. We look up to our political figures. We're looking for help. We need help. We need help for one another. We need help with each other. And we're in protective wear is one of the ways we can help each other. And if you pay attention, our politicians, even some of our big, well-known doctors, are telling us to do this, that, and the damn other. But yet, only time you see them wearing their protective wear is when they're actually are working. You're not going to see them talking to the public with a mask on their face. You should see it. Because if this person who is a doctor, who is this well overqualified individual to handle such a hard situation, don't do it, then why should me who is a, I know it's your life and you should protect your life and you should do this for you and your family and the public and the community which it stands. But my thing is, a lot of us learn like kids. Make it simple and easy. And if you're a political person or no political person, I advise you to do what I've seen Nevada's governor do, 
which is wear protective wear. And he spoke about, well, you know, Vegas clothing. They went back from, they went from phase two to one. And that's scary in a sense, because I thought, okay, this is one of the states that's going forward. This is one of the states that is in a position where other states like Jersey, um, so forth as us being functional and interactive with one another, this is the state that's going to do it. I still believe in Vegas, even though it's a variety of reasons why I don't miss Las Vegas, and it's a variety of reasons that I do miss Vegas. Now, I thought this was the state to do it, but it seems like Arizona, Arizona, Florida, um, all the nice areas that opened up way before Jersey did, way before New York did. And it looks like, well, they're hurting. And don't think, oh, we're better than them sort of crap because we're all the same country. Meaning that if it's going on over there, eventually it's going to come over here. If we keep, y'all know who y'all are, who don't wear, who refuse to wear a mask, um, keep not wearing the mask, keep treating this like this a game and just too busy to laugh. That's what kills me. I like stuff that's funny. What about you? Not playing with someone else's life. See, maybe some of y'all who do not wear a mask don't think that way. But that's what you're doing this show. If that you can prove us wrong, if you can prove all the experts wrong, then okay, do it. That'd be great. But if you cannot do such a thing, or don't have the ability or the excess to do, don't assume shit. Because assuming makes an ass out of me and you. So assuming is not gonna help any situation or saga. And this is a saga. This is a war. Please don't take it that it isn't because it is. And if it wasn't a war, why there's so many damn casualties? Check the hospital, folks. Why there's so many casualties? So, yeah, there's a lot of casualties. Young, old, rich, poor, all together. And it's sad. Young, old, rich, poor, all together. Powerful, unpowerful. We all human. We gotta be healthy healthy enough to exist, to stand this hard thing we call life. We got enough problems as it is. This COVID-19 is something we did not need to add to the pot. I heard another what answer, like a what the fuck. I heard someone say that, and it wasn't me. (laughs) I don't think that deep. Someone said, well, this is genocide. It could be. I said the word, it could be. I'm not sitting here saying it is. I don't know who would do some sick shit like that. But when you have things in our history that, well, different scientific experience, experiments, that um, well-controlled experiments, well, that's happened nationwide in our country, not just in our country, in other countries, then anything is possible, even with evil, okay? I said, who in the hell would do that? But I have to think, this is an evil world I'm living in. I'm not saying the world itself, but the people and the hearts within these people and the spirit of these people is really evil. Like, worse than anything you see on Lifetime. But, um, yeah, so I talked about the what and the whole panic era. By the way, folks, I learned something from traveling in Greyhound. They lost my luggage haven't yet got my money back so this is what I would do if I get granted that type of money 
to be able to travel and finish up my documentary like I did with the homeless bit. I would love to go to West Virginia. It looks like West Virginia is one of those states that you don't see too many cases. I don't know if they, they're telling the truth about West Virginia or what the case may be. I'm going to look that up further. But if I'm not working in September, I know what I'm doing. And I'm heading to probably to finish up. And then it's two places I'm going. Not just West Virginia, but Detroit, Michigan. Part of me going, you sure about that? I haven't been there since I was 25. I am 40 people. It's been almost 20 years. I am 40 years old. 24, sorry. 24 was the last time I visit Detroit. So, yeah, my, um, I might go there. Talk some people. Not trying to do all that, but I'm pretty sure I would if I would go. So I'm thinking September will be the time if we are not back in school. We don't have a full plan of what's going to happen. And I'm also thinking I should pay my bills ahead of time because if we're about to go into a state of emer- more of a state of emergency for us not to have this money that it ends at the end of this month, well, I need to plan ahead. So that way, while I'm waiting to go back to work, I'm not really worried about rent being paid and things of that nature because I've already taken care of that. So I think that's what I'm going to have to do. So when I say the word what, it's I'm going to have to plan ahead. I'm going to have to have this mindset to plan ahead. So therefore, bills to be taken care of and therefore, I won't have to worry about paying rent. I won't have to be concerned about that because I have it already taken care of. So. I think the what that the conclusion I've came to is take care of your bills ahead. Am I saying to you don't ride on the government? Absolutely not to ride on the government, not to depend on the government. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're saying they're innocent of this COVID-19 situation. So, and they might be, I don't know, I'm not Jesus Christ. But I am saying is Nobody wants to take accountability. When something goes wrong, maybe it was a science experiment that went really wrong because it's going across the whole earth. See, I can understand if it was just America alone. No, it's not. It's all over the world. So this is something that's a bit bigger than what we expected. The increases of cases and all that stuff. So plan ahead, folks. Be ahead of any situation you can get to where you are, your bills are paid months ahead of time. So this is the new plan I'm implementing. So therefore, when this money that we're not gonna get next month get cuts off, I won't be hurting. Now, I don't know what state you're in or if your state has stopped making payments for unemployment. Look, it's gonna be all right. Just plan ahead. So New Jerseyans, y'all know what time it is. We hard workers. Las Vegas, y'all very hard workers. See, one of the things y'all may not know about Vegas besides the lights and the glitz and the crazy, wild, sexual craziness that's out there that's right up in your face. For money or whatever the case may be, or maybe because you just love their life. Oh, I don't know, Lord. I don't stay there anymore. That's not something I have to wonder about anymore. I used to wonder why I'm in Vegas because I don't gamble and I'm not a whore and I don't drink. So, like, a part of me go, why are you here? (laughs) 
So, I'm talking about the hardworking Nevadians, meaning those who work at the casinos. I feel for y'all because I'm not sure of how they're handling it, meaning the unemployment rate. I actually paid attention. Yes, I was watching the news when I was there for those four days. And I noticed the thing that used to get to me was, it's one thing to file for unemployment. Some of these people don't want to be on unemployment. Do you hear me? But they're fouling and swallowing their pride and they're hurting deep on the inside. I'm one of those people. A lot of us rather have the pride of working. You get these people back up and working, now you cut everything off. The date that I left, which is the 10th, I left at 1.30 in the morning. Vegas, Coles, all these different businesses. And then there's other states that's doing it. Arizona, California, canceling buses, I would know. In the midst of me coming back from San Diego to Vegas, so I can catch my bus to get back home, I had my, the Flix bus cancel on me. Didn't send an email. And there was other customers out there who wanted to go to Vegas. Yeah, I wasn't aware that we were in a state of emergency to where LA was closing down. But we are in that type of state of emergency. So all I can tell y'all is to plan ahead this. Don't ride on the government, take advantage of the system. Yes, if you're able to get qualified, and I'm hoping that they free up the standards of unemployment in Las Vegas because 30% of the people who applied got turned down. 30%? That's almost half. So part of me go, what the fuck? That's messed up. Because you are making decent money in these casinos doing what? Well, like I said, you don't know in Vegas, there is a beautiful place. The lights, the glamour, it's all bullshit. It couldn't happen or work without these hard, dedicated workers. And it's a service state, by the way, meaning that they provide a service. Housekeeping. I used to work at the Sahara Hotel Casino. Yes, I used to bust my ass picking up beds, doing hospital corners, going fast. They actually timed you when they trained you under 20 minutes. I don't care if it's a three, four bedroom, they had rooms like at the Sahara, a suite with a balcony, with a kitchen included, living room all included. Bathroom, everything had to be up to their particular standards. My point I'm making is, I would do 20 something rooms. I want you to think about it. Let me just average in your head, three beds per room. Three beds per room. A clean up under 20 minutes. It's insane. With a balcony. It's insane. And then some of the staff, I mean staff, some of the guests would not tip us. A lot of them did because they were like, oh, they make all this money because they work for the casino. A lot of people have permanent entry to their back. And they're sacrificing their help to serve you. I have so much respect for people, but I have even more respect for people when I've actually walked in their shoes. Even the term, uh, the racist term that I don't agree with, but I understand where it came from, is from hard work, cute work for housekeeping. This is the minimum amount of things they have to do. Um, for culinary, all that is hard labor, on your feet, work. See, people don't see that. They see the glitz and the glam. They don't see the hard work they put into it to allow it to function. Vegas wouldn't be able to function without these hard workers that exist there. 
So this is a great shout out to y'all 702 because I know y'all work hard and I appreciate what y'all have done. Y'all been my co-workers and y'all have helped me along the way. So I realize y'all work really hard for your money, harder than most. So this is what we're gonna do. We get ahead of the situation. So I would say plan ahead folks. Look, if y'all get in some type of unemployment, if y'all state didn't deny you, which is fucked up, if they did, um, if they did deny you, reapply again. I was reading that they're expecting an inflow of people to reapply who got denied prior. And those who unemployment is ending like mine to see if they will get some type of help because people are going to be crying for help once this uh, certain amount is going to be gone. So, um, but worse company worse. Look, maybe we need to start looking for another job. I'm thinking about that. That's like on the tip of my tongue right now because if I'm planning ahead and I'm still not getting ahead, what is that saying to me? Maybe that's screaming, new turn, turn somewhere else, do something else new. And maybe, you know what, that's the what. Maybe I should, yes, I'm encouraging to possibly consider a new, better option. If your old option ain't working, maybe this is time for us to rethink, regroup, and figure out a different way how to do things. Meaning, get ahead of this thing, pay your bills ahead with the extra income that some of y'all are getting. Also, consider looking for work. I'm thinking that's going to be my next turn. I'm thinking like that's the turn I'm going to have to do. Besides doing my my art, it needs funding. Everything requires money. So, um, and I need to be supported. And I'm not a young 20-year-old expecting some guy to take care of me. Don't get me wrong. If I'm involved, he's going to have to take care of me. But I'm not sitting here holding my breath waiting for it to happen. Long story short care of one another that is the only what the sound mining what let's plan ahead pay our bills ahead yes i'm encouraged to pay your bills ahead and yes i'm telling you dinner to look for another job and find it and if people keep appearing to be COVID 19 um positive in your place of employment lose that so look for multiple sources of income Thank you, and this has been a Tamika Michelle What. What are we going to do? Pops over and out.